Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. You're not alone if you've been the victim of abuse, drug usage, or rape. Living Without Lies is here to help. Listen as Donna Warren assists women across the country break the cycle and help create a new life. So now, please welcome the host of Living Without Lies, Donna Warren. everybody this is donna warren host of living without lies and we're coming to you from bbm global networks tune in radio and iheart radio and uh, tonight we are going to uh, be discussing choices the choices we make and what effect they have on us and uh, how that affects us as adults and what we can do about them because basically We'll find out that you know we make cho- we choose to do almost everything we do, and we're not exempt from the consequences of the choices we make. So, so anyway, um, Dee is with me as usual. So, Dee, will you please introduce yourself? And if you're drinking something or whatever, please stop. It's making a lot of noise. I'm not drinking anything, <laughs> and I hope. I hope there's no noise. Uh, okay, uh, I'm I'm Dee uh, Denise Clare, uh, owner of Successful Living Strategies, uh, life success and health coach, here to inspire, encourage, and educate people who hate finding themselves stuck in life's most pressing problems, or who are just striving for the next improvement, and love finding out that they have more control over their lives than I ever believed. Hey, Donna. Hey. Uh, We've decided today that we're going to talk about choices. And uh, I'll give you my feeling about a choice. You see, we choose to do almost everything that we do in life, whether consciously or subconsciously. The simple fact of the matter is my arm will not move unless I make a decision be it subconscious or conscious, to move my arm. Otherwise, it won't move. And, uh, you know, the thing comes about, uh, we get into, uh, and we choose to do everything we do 
unless someone physically forces us to do something or holds a gun to our head and threatens to kill us. And even then we have a choice. But most people are going to choose to do what they're told rather than die. And one of the, I got an awareness of that when I was a kid watching a Western where these bad guys were threatening this Mexican farmer and they told him to kill his son. He refused. You know, they said they'd kill him if he didn't, he, and he refused. They killed him and they also killed his son. But you see, they couldn't make him do that because he refused to. So unless we're physically forced to do something, and we all do this, at everyone who has children, toddler starts throwing a temper tantrum, you pick them up and move them. A toddler refuses to go somewhere or do something, you pick it up and take it where you want it to go. That, that, that child made no choice to do what you wanted them to. But otherwise, we do what, everything we do, we've chosen to do for some reason or another. What do you think, Dee? Well, I agree with you um, totally. And um, and I don't think a lot of us think too much, you know, put a lot of thought into a lot of the choices that we make. And choosing to do nothing uh, is also a choice. And everything that we do, there are consequences or, uh, or rewards, uh, depending upon the kind of choice that we make. So, uh, so... It's, I think it's good that we're talking about this because the more people uh, you know, are aware of how uh, life affects them because of their choices, uh, then they can make better choices. That's true. Now, let's think about some of the choices we make in life that are good. We choose to eat properly. That's a good choice. We choose to clean our home. That's a good choice. We steal. That's a bad choice in most cases. You know, there's a lot of things we do, we choose to do for different reasons. What, Dee, what do you think some of the reasons are we choose to do different things? Well, I guess it has a lot to do with our values. Uh, you know, it, it, the choices we make, uh, it depends upon you know, maybe the culture that uh, we've kind of talked about that before, uh, and uh, I hadn't really thought about that before, but uh, that that has a lot to do with the choices that we make, and uh, and our uh, upbringing as far as what is good and bad for us, uh, and so. Uh, you know, what one person might choose to do or not do would be different from from how someone else would handle a very similar situation. That's true. And, uh, you know, we make, like I say, we make choices for all kinds of reasons. But we make a lot of decisions and choices based on fear. We're afraid of something. And we make choices based on it. How many, I mean, I know people who... They're so scared of failure, they won't try anything, and their life is a mess, you know, because they they live in absolute terror of that, and they choose not to act because they're scared. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've well, been walking down a city street late at night, see a bunch of guys hanging on the corner. I'll cross the street so that I pass them on the opposite side of the street. 
And why do I do that? Because I'm not sure what kind of people they are, and I'm not sure whether I'm in danger if, if I walk past them. So what are some of the things that you do when you're afraid of, that you're afraid of, that you make choices based on fear? Well, I really think that there have been lots of things that I may have wanted to do that because I was afraid, you know, I didn't. I didn't think I was good enough or, you know, that I might be ridiculed. Uh, and, um, and I know as a, as a kid and even as a young adult, uh, the whole time I was at home, uh, I did pretty much everything out of fear uh, because it wasn't a safe environment. And uh, I, I, if I had, I didn't have any options as a child, uh, but as I got older, uh, I, don't, I don't know that I was aware that I had any. And I believe I probably did try, you know, to get help, but that went so badly that I decided it wasn't safe to do anything like that again. Yeah, that can be a thing. We choose not to do things because we're afraid. Uh, unfortunately, in our society, people care way too much what other people think of them. And they'll be afraid to do anything for fear of being criticized. Well, now, you know, if you choose to do or not do something, how does that affect the consequences? Are you exempt from them? You know, are, are you exempt from them? I don't think so, but we may find, you know, uh, something else. I was just told we need to go to commercial, so uh, we can continue this discussion when we come back. If you want to join the conversation, it's 866-451-1451, or you can uh, text me at 732-995-3969, or leave us a message on the blog on the radio station website under the Living Without Lies program. And uh, we'll be back in a few. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 B.C. to the time that men began achieving political power around 3,000 B.C. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. 
A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. So, D, you know, I was talking about uh, before we went <clears throat> making decisions, and uh, we talked about the consequences of our decisions. <clears throat> Most people in our society don't necessarily think one way or the other about the decisions they make. However, they'll make all kinds of excuses why they shouldn't be subject to the consequences of their actions. What do you think, Dee? Well, I think that's very true also. And uh, and the thing, and even if you don't know, you know, let's say you don't know the law uh, or something, you know, you're, you've gone to a new state or something, you're driving through it and, and you're not aware of something, uh, that doesn't usually, you know, keep you from the consequences. Uh, or, you know, in, in life, that's why, one of the reasons why I study so much, because uh, I want to make good decisions, and <clears throat> most people, uh, once they've gotten out of school, uh, they figure that's pretty much the end of their education, but it shouldn't be. I mean, it's really supposed to be a launching pad, not, uh, you know, not the end of the road, and, um, and so the more that we learn uh, about, about life and how, how life works and how the mind works and all those different types of things and how relationships work, uh, the better our life can be. Well, that's true. And, you know, most people want to get out of the consequences. You know, I made a bad decision. Oh, but, oh, wait a minute. Uh, somebody made me do it, or I didn't know better, or I was forced, or they, kept, they came up with 16,876, and I'm exaggerating, excuses for why they shouldn't have to suffer the consequences of their actions. Dee, why do you think that's so? Well, <laughs> I don't think anybody likes bad things to happen to them, you know. It's, uh, and, uh, and, and so I guess they feel that if they, you know, can come up with a good enough reason that they won't have to have to face the consequences. And, and um, I know uh, you and I have talked about this uh, also that it seems like more and more uh, people are not being held accountable uh, and it's almost like uh, like uh, I don't know how exactly to put that uh, it, it's just that that it's acceptable to just do things and not have things happen and of course the more things like that happen on a high high level uh, I mean, whether it's, you know, officials, you know, in a school or, or in a club or, or in government, uh, you know, when you see leaders uh, doing things that are wrong and then not having to pay the consequences, uh, it, um, of course, affects everybody. And uh, particularly young people, uh, they are seeing these things, or if they're taught that way, uh, then... Uh, it makes life very difficult for them because uh, eventually it does catch up and, and 
you know, there's just some things you can't get yourself out of. That's true. And that's probably <coughs> one of the hardest things for most people to understand is that anytime, like I said, the fact that we choose to do everything that we do, consciously or unconsciously, we choose to do it. And many times when we do screw up and make a bad decision, <coughs> we'll try to, <coughs> excuse me, we will try to get out of dealing with the consequences because we don't want to have to deal with them. And uh, this is not a good thing, and it happens a lot. It's a good part of what's going on in our society. And you're absolutely right, Dee. When people, when the average person sees that these rich and powerful people get to do whatever they want to, and they get away with it because they think they're above the law, and since in many cases they're the ones that control the law, they manage to get away scot-free where somebody like me or you, we would get, you know, we'd end up in jail for it, or in some cases under the jail for it and we think it's unfair and we think that gives us a reason to justify an excuse so that we don't have to suffer the consequences of our actions what do you think Dee? well yeah uh, it's, it's almost like they're just saying well it's okay to do that and and when when we try to do that kind of thing uh, since you know then 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 we get in trouble uh, in ways that, you know, that some of the people that, that make laws or if there's people who are enforcing law that, that you know, are corrupt. Uh, so, you know, it, it doesn't work for the average person. Uh, they may think it does and it may seem like it does. But, uh, and again, it doesn't really work for the other people either because they, they have things happen to them uh, that... You know, we don't know what they're really going through and what their lives really are like. It may seem like they're, you know, doing okay, but uh, I don't think they're really doing that okay. And, and it does. It, you can't continue to do things that are harmful and, and not have it affect you in some way uh, badly. That's true. So once we, you know, do something... How do we, what do we do, you know, say you do something, you know it's wrong. You knew it was wrong when you did it. Now you're feeling guilty, and all of a sudden people find out about it, and now they're after you. And how do you deal with that? What do well, you do, Dee? Well, I guess the first thing is I realize that, uh, you know, I've done something wrong. And, uh, and you know, apologize for that. And... If there is something that needs to be uh, uh, rectified, then you would want to do that, and uh, you, you would pay the price, and 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 uh, hopefully you know, and learn the lesson. I mean, there's a lesson in everything, everything that happens to it, whether it's something that we have, you know, actually participated in and made happen, or whether it's just you know those times, the time and unforeseen occasions that occurrences that happen to people uh, you know like um, you know, somebody may be uh, a good driver and somebody who isn't a good driver uh, tries to pass three or four let's say cars and and then tries to get ahead of you uh, I mean so you know things happen to people that they actually did not cause uh, but uh, whatever happens then 
you know, hopefully we want to learn the lessons. We want to make amends if we can and, and, and learn and grow from the situation uh, and find, find, the, find the lessons and improve. Okay. And you brought up the topic of when things happen that aren't your fault. That's not necessarily a choice, but it is a topic for conversation. It is something to be considered because it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my idea, but I didn't do anything uh, is one of the most common. They're the most common excuses people make to not be subject to the consequences of their actions. So I was just told we need to go to com another commercial. So uh, give us a holler at 866-451-1451. Uh, you know, text me at 732-995-3969. Leave us a message on the blog on the radio station website, and we'll be back in a few. Essential Nutrients, LLC, is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients, LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of Essential Liquid Nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take Essential products today and start to measure the difference. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach using social media and Skype to work with anyone anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. Welcome back, folks. Uh, before the break, we were discussing the situation where you did something happen that you only played a part in. The example of the de-use was uh, you're driving down the highway and somebody goes around you to pass a bunch of cars and they try to push their way in. You know, they can't make it as far as they thought they could. They try to push their way in and you guys get in an accident. Is that partly your fault? You know, I'm inclined to think it is unless you're hitting your brakes to let them in or moving to let them in would have caused an accident with another car. Yeah, you could have slowed down to see what was going to happen as you saw well, that they as you could see that they weren't might not be able to make it back in. You can slow down to let them back my, in. 
My son actually had that experience, and he's he's very aware when he drives of all that's going on, and he was able to slow down uh, enough. I mean, there were cars that were right on his tail, and so he couldn't, he had to be awful careful how he did it, and, and he did have a, a backup plan, but uh, he was able to, uh, to slow down enough so that, uh, I mean, it would have been a, a terrible thing, not only just from the cars behind, but there was a, cars coming from another direction, uh, you know, onto the road, too, and, um, but he was, you know, to, uh, aware enough and, and could figure things out fast enough that he was able to, to keep that from happening. Well, okay, he made a good decision there. Now, suppose he had been, like so many people nowadays, he had been texting, talking on the phone, changing the station on his radio, whatever, you know, doing something where he wasn't paying real close attention and was involved in the accident. And there was an accident he was involved. Did he play a part in it? In my opinion, yes, because if he was doing yeah. something that distracted him, he was partly responsible, but only partly responsible. Yeah. And the yeah. person that was driving like an idiot, you know, shouldered the majority of the responsibility. But still, we, you know, we make choices. Again, in that situation, that's not a con necessarily a conscious choice. You change the station on your radio. Do you really stop and think that one through and say, well, if I change the station, I won't be paying attention to the road and that could maybe cause me to get into an accident? Does anybody go through that thought process? I doubt it. That's not, it's just barely conscious. The only consciousness is pushing the button, right? Right. You know, and I don't know that we go through that and think about what would happen. Do we deliberately do bad things and make bad decisions? Of course we do. Anybody that's gotten drunk knows that, you know, having a couple of drinks is one thing. Getting drunk is an entirely different animal, and a lot of people do that for fun. Does it cause problems? Yes. Sometimes it can. Sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on the circumstances and who you're with. But we are not, under any circumstances, exempt from the consequences, unless we're dealing with legal consequences. And then, you know, like our, we said about our leaders earlier, they tend to buy their way, buy, bribe, or blackmail their way out of stuff. And that's pretty bad, you know, that they do that. But um, what do you think about, how do we, okay, we, we, we agree that we're not exempt from the consequences. So now let's say we made a really bad decision. And okay. uh, it's legal, but it's a bad decision. And now we're hit with the consequences. How do we deal with that? Well, you, um, uh, kind of like what I said before, you just, you know, you, you, you pay the consequences and you, uh, if, if there's, you know, restitution that needs to be made, then, then you do that and... And, um, and and it, it will cause problems, you know, in your life. Uh, you, you know, you can't get away from it. But at the same time, you know, if you learn the lesson from that, uh, then you're, you're going to be uh, able to handle anything that's similar to that in a much better way. And so then it can be a good thing because you have learned. It would be nice if I always learned a lesson from the stupid things I've done, but unfortunately that doesn't seem to work out that way. You know, from some things I do learn a lesson, other things 
I don't. And the other things I think, how could I possibly have been that damn stupid? <laughs> have you had that experience? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, anything that happens, can you, you can learn the lesson. And there was a time that I did not realize, and I think most of us go through life with things happening and, you know, just not really even knowing you know, particularly some things that, that are, are bad. You have a financial reversal or whatever. And um, and, and there's always a lesson. Uh, there's always, and there's always something good, some kind of an opportunity that will come out of it if you're looking for it. If you don't look for it and you don't know that, that it can even happen, then, you know, you just keep on muddling through your life doing pretty much the same stuff. But, but um, there's a lot that people miss without even knowing, you know, that there's a lesson and there's an opportunity and you have to be open to those things. I mean, just like when the hurricane came, I mean, I, I told my son, you know, we're, we're, there's going to be lessons to learn, to be learned from this and, and there's going to be some, some good, some good that will come from it. And, and that's it. I mean, it did for me. And I mean, please. Well, uh, one of the things... Tell them what happened so people, give them an idea so they'll have some idea of an example of what good came out of it, what lessons were learned, etc. Well, uh, one of the things uh, uh, is that, you know, if there's uh, a mandatory evacuation, it's a pretty good idea to go. Um, We have hurricanes here quite a bit, and most of the time they really... Uh, aren't that bad, um, but the one Florence uh, was, and uh, so uh, evacuated. I mean, there's a lot of homes still down here that that have uh, tarps on their roofs and and uh, their their furniture and stuff out on on the road uh, in front, you know, in front of their house, uh, <clears throat> waiting to be picked up, and and just trees all over the place uh, that are. Uh, you know, that are still being waited to pick up. Uh, but uh, so it was good to go. And where we ended up uh, was uh, very good. Uh, I ended up meeting some wonderful people who were very good to me. And so I've made some lifelong friends. Uh, and so there, there was a lot of things that happened that I felt were very good. Okay. Uh, I was just told we need to go to a commercial again, so if you want to talk to us, 866-451-1451, text me at 732-995-3969, or leave us a message on the blog on the radio station's website, we'll be back in a few. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. 
A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daily Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together, we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about, you know, uh, the consequences of our choices. And during the break, I was thinking, you know, some of our choices are good. And, you know, when we make good choices, we tend to at least not hide that from people. But one of the things most of us tend to do when we make really bad choices or super stupid ones If we can get away with it, we hide it. We don't let anybody know about it. And one of the reasons we hide it, which can cause problems for us, is we don't want other people to realize how damn stupid we were being. You know, and the fact that that we didn't stop and think, period, about doing a lot of the bad things we do. And we don't want anybody to know that because we're afraid of what they might think or that they'll, you know, they'll think less of us or maybe even not want us as a friend anymore, etc. What do you think, Dee? Oh, I agree totally. Uh, most of us you know, are like that, and, and we care about uh, our friends and what they think and, and, and things like that. Uh, and uh, But sometimes we need better friends, you know. Be, uh, I know that lots of times, if you're trying to improve your life, and, and let's say you had bad habits and, and, and you were turning things around. Um, I mean, there was a point at that point before you really were turning things around, you um, probably a lot of your friends were doing the same types of things. And so when, when you try to uh, improve, uh, then the other people uh, will have a tendency to try to stop you or make fun of you or uh, you know that kind of thing and so uh, at that point usually the best solution is to find better friends uh, but we do get so emotionally tied to people that you know we think that oh we can't live without them or you know we, we need them in our life but uh, I know I found from experience that for whatever reason, if one one door closes, then you know if you're patient and you're you're looking for for it and you're working for it, 
other other doors are going to open and and uh, you'll be just fine without those people uh, you know if that's the case okay seems to be it seems to me in order to make that decision you have to have pretty good self-worth pretty good confidence in yourself yeah in order to make that type of a decision what do what what do you do i'm asking you a question what do you do when something happens that totally devastates you you're sure you're never going to be the same again things will never be the same you know they'll probably be worse etc well, how do you deal with that? Well, the first thing I do is I probably cry. <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm really upset. But then, then I have to sit there and, and figure out, okay, well, you know, what what do I need to do next? And uh, and particularly, let's say something really bad happens over and over. Uh, you know, you're you're just getting up out of a situation, and you get knocked back down again. Uh, I get mad at myself, and then I start and I pray, and I read, and I learn, and I try to find out as much as I can about whatever is going on. Uh, uh, I, uh, have a lot of different courses that I've taken, or that I still have uh, access to. Uh, I, I, I just keep working on it until I find the answer. Can you give us an example? Mm. Well, um, <clears throat> gosh. Well, I guess uh, health, I, I've had a lot of health issues and serious health issues. And um, and it seems, particularly since uh, I moved down here, I, I, I ended up with COPD and a heart situation uh, about, oh, 15 years ago. Uh, and, um, and, and so I finally was getting over COPD, uh, which most people do not get over. Uh, but uh, I'm, again, one of those people who are continually looking and searching. And so I found a lot of natural things that I could do to turn it around. I mean, I was on oxygen, and, and for about three years now, uh, I have not used oxygen. Uh, and uh, and then uh, I was starting to turn things around, and I ended up with lupus, and uh, and I ended up with uh, uh, sh- shingles, and uh, Lyme, and spotted fever. You know, one kind of right after the other, or kind of on top of each other, and uh, so I mean, I was just you know turning things around from one when another uh, came upon me, and so. <laughs> but I'm one of those people. I'm determined. Whatever you know is thrown at me, I'm going to find an answer, and and you know a lot of ups and downs, but at the same time. Uh, I've got that resolve, uh, that you know, and and relentlessness that you know I'm going to find an answer. So you're basically just stubborn as hell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fighting Boy. back and winning. 
yeah, fighting back but, and winning. You know, I, whatever I, I your challenge, to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the answer. Uh, it's that you sure spotted fever and Lyme's disease. Boy, those ticks really love you. <laughs> yeah, they did. I know. It, yeah, it was the gal next door uh, ended up with uh, with Lyme. I don't think she got the spotted fever, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had well, uh, a couple that's, a couple years. That's, that's spotted fever is more common in the western part of North Carolina than it is in the eastern part where you live. Okay. But I used to live there. That's why I know it's common. And, uh, right. But, uh, yeah, I was just told we need to go to a commercial. So uh, if you want to call us. And, folks, in all honesty, not many people call because most of the topics we discuss are not things people want to discuss in real time on the air. You know, I do. we do get some comments on the blog, and I do get some texts, but basically people don't want to talk about it in case somebody recognizes their voice. But we'll be back uh, in a few. You can call us at 866-451-1451, so, and you can text me at 732-995-3969. Or leave us a message on the radio station blog and we'll be back in a few. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife, which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Hi, my name is Myra Fox, and I am a survivor. I am the founder of the Castle Lewis I Survived Foundation and the author of a series of books entitled I Survived a Murder Untold, which tells the story of my sister and I who were abandoned and left in the care of a woman who beat us repeatedly. Unfortunately, it resulted in the death of my sister, Castle Lewis, which is revealed in a page-to-page chilling story. After spending time in the foster care system, I've documented my suffering and my loss and ultimately my survival. I'm blessed to work daily in my community and surrounding areas to give back by helping others and feeding the homeless. I want to spread awareness of the dangers of abuse. You can purchase my books and contribute to the Castle Lewis I Survive Foundation by visiting www.castlelewis.com or you can call us at 540-999-8401. Thank you. Welcome back, folks. We were talking about all of the reasons that, you know, people don't want other people to know what's going on. See, this is one of the reasons that the one of the most basic tenets for the Living Without Lies Foundation is being honest with yourself. And I do say that we need to be brutally honest with ourselves. You know, honesty with other people is optional. Truthfulness is never optional. But honesty is... You know, honesty is what we have in our court systems where we tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. 
that's total honesty. That's honesty. Truthfulness means we're telling the facts as they occur, or we're saying what we actually think. You know, it, we don't have to go beyond that point. If I think my friend is making a stupid mistake with their boyfriend, I don't have to be honest and tell them that. I don't have to say anything. And if they ask me, I can tell them it's really none of my business because I don't want to tell them. I don't want to be truthful with them. And uh, But with myself, I can't do that. Anytime something happens, I need to look into the circumstances of what happened, what actually happened, what part I played in it, what part anybody else that was involved played in it. If it's my fault and I owe them an apology, I need to do that. If it wasn't my fault and it was like that, you know, the guy pulling in front of me causing an accident, you know, could I have done something better? Yes. Should I blame myself for it? No. But I need to look at all the circumstances around and come down to the and become realistic with myself as to what part I play in things. You know, I think I've said it, I know I've said it before on the program that my, my grandmother taught me that, you know, if I have a problem with one person, it's entirely possible it's all their fault. But if I have the same or a similar problem with two or more people, I'm part of the problem. And if I have the same or a similar problem, problem in two totally different environments, then I'm most of the problem. And I need to know that about myself to control my own life. You know, otherwise I'll be running in fear from all kinds of things unnecessarily. Or I'll be doing all kinds of stupid things and get myself into all kinds of trouble. Now, when I, you know, I, I have to admit, the older I get, the less I get into, I do, the less totally stupid stuff I do. You know, when I was young, I did all kinds of stupid things. You know, and a lot of times did things that I thought were wrong and believed were wrong, but did them anyway because they were too much fun not to. Have you had that experience, T? Well, I think all of us, you know, as when we're young, uh, we're inexperienced and we do a lot of dumb things. And uh, also, I think peer pressure when you are young and you're with a bunch of other young kids and they think something is, you know, okay, uh, then, and, you know, you want to be part of the group. Uh, I know, uh, I mean, I don't smoke anymore. I haven't smoked for, oh gosh, probably about 48 years. Uh, but uh, in the neighborhood that I grew up in, I found out I was the only one in the whole neighborhood wasn't smoking. And of course, there was a lot of pressure and I gave into it. And my parents smoked. Uh, they didn't want me to smoke, but they smoked. And so, you know, I started smoking and I smoked for probably about 12 years. I mean, it was a bad decision, and I'm so glad that I stopped. But um, uh, I gave into the into the peer pressure, so, uh, and, you know, I, I didn't know why it was wrong. My parents, well, other than my parents told me that it was wrong, and I'd be in a lot of trouble if I did it. But they did it. Um, so, um, of course, now uh, people are very much aware of how bad smoking is for you, but back then it was—I mean, the new all the movie stars did it. It was supposed to be glamorous and and all kinds of stuff. But um, you know, now we see, you know, why it's a very bad thing. Okay, so if you ended up, well, that might have something to do with your COPD. But if you ended up with lung cancer because of that, 
Whose fault would that be? Well, it would have been mine. Uh, uh, it would have been mine, uh, primarily. Uh, I, I mean, they found out now a lot about secondhand smoke, too. Uh, but and, and that can be very dangerous also. And... Uh, uh, and also, well, and I also had found out uh, that even if I hadn't smoked, probably just living where I was living uh, was one of the worst places in, in the United States for respiratory, uh, simply because it was it was in a valley and a lot of industry. Uh, I mean, and you could go outside and just see, you know, the pollution. It was it was really bad, and that's one of the reasons why I moved uh, here. Uh, totally different, flat, and lots of lots of uh, of uh, breezes and stuff, and salt air, which is healing. So, I mean, that's really helped tremendously. Uh, plus the fact that I did quit uh, after 12 years. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I certainly had a lot to do with, you know, or had I had lung cancer, I, it would have been definitely, you know, my fault. Okay, and see, that's the hard thing for people to accept and to admit that something is their fault. You know, uh, if you don't believe me, talk to a couple of people that have gotten divorced and see how many of them will tell you the truth that it was partly their fault. Most won't. They'll blame it on the other partner. They'll blame it on the in-laws. They'll blame it on everything and anything but themselves. And I don't totally understand why people find that so hard. You know, um... If I do something stupid and I get in trouble, I'm the one that did the stupid thing. Like I said, if nobody physically forced me or held a gun to my head, I chose to do it. Or more likely, which is true in more more cases, I didn't think it through one way or the other, so I did it without thinking about it. I didn't even consider the consequences. And that can be a difficult thing, you know. I did learn over time to do cost-benefit analysis on anything that I had to stop and think about. You know, what's the best thing that can happen and what's the worst thing that can happen? And then, is it worth it? Is it worth it? In fact, that's probably the thing we need to ask all the time in any choice or decision we make. Look at what the best thing that can happen. Look at the worst thing that could happen. And then ask yourself, is it worth it? You know, and a lot of times you're going to say it has bad consequences, but you know what? It's worth it, and we'll do it anyway. What do you think, Dee? Very quick, we've, we've got to go to a commercial in a, in a minute. Huh? Uh, I thought we were just going to go ahead and go into a commercial. Okay, let's do that. We'll come back in a minute. Okay, uh, we need to go to a commercial, 866-451-1451. Uh, text 732-995-3969 or leave us a message on the web on the yeah the radio station website and we'll be back in a few intergenerational programming is uniting america due to the tireless efforts of dr ramona frischman Retired from the Miami-Dade County Public School System, Dr. Frischman continues to develop intergenerational learning programs aimed to improve the lives of children, young adults, and seniors through unique strategies and public policy in order to establish a mutually supportive agenda. She views intergenerational programs as a resource for policymakers and the general public on economic, social, and personal initiatives that govern our society. Her work bridges the generational gap 
providing many individuals the opportunity to explore areas of common ground and celebrate each other's diversity. Contact Ramona Frischman at RamonaLong at AOL.com or visit www.gu.org to learn more about intergenerational programming. My Dreams, My Challenges, and Joys is an inspiring book by author Linda Genazzo. This real-life account of raising a child with autism from birth to adulthood takes you on a journey of compassion, love, and hope as it tells the incredible story of a devoted family and their beloved daughter. Together, they faced adversity and never stopped believing they would find the help they were seeking. A breast cancer survivor, Linda Genazzo has a giving heart. With a background in social work with the mentally ill and the homeless, Linda continues to help families in her community. And her book, My Dreams, My Challenges and Joys, brings greater awareness to autism and those families in need. To purchase your copy, visit www.lindagenazzo.com. It's also available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. Don't delay. Get your copy today. Welcome back, folks. Tonight we've been talking about choices, and uh, we picked that because one of the, like I said, the basic tenets of the Living Without Lies program is being honest with yourself. And, uh, you know, honesty is a difficult thing to do because it's hard to look at ourselves and see us for who we really are. Not what we want other people to think we are, not what other people think we are. But what we we actually are, you know, they say we have three personas. They we have the face we show the world. We have the face we show our friends and the people we love, and then we have the face that's our true self that we usually don't show anybody. But we need to make sure that we're showing ourself our true self, because what you can't if you if you don't. If you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to be successful at much. Because people that aren't honest with themselves rarely accept responsibility for their actions. They rarely accept responsibility for anything. And if you're not willing to fail and be responsible, you'll never be successful. Now, uh, it's getting toward holidays here. It's cold outside. We're trying to get our shelter open because, you know, in North Philly... It's really cold for those women to got to sleep out on the ground or down in the subway tunnels or in places like that. So please go to our website, thelivingwithoutlies.com, and that's lies, L-I-E-S, like our, the name of the show. And please contribute so we can give them some comfort and get some of them off the streets in the coming cold. And, uh, you know, uh Dee was just telling us during the break that she was never very adventurous as a as a kid or a young a young woman because she had always had such horrible consequences when she did something that caused her to get into trouble growing up, and you know that that is a factor. And I personally, when it comes to making decisions, I personally do cost benefit analysis on it. The benefit, the cost the possibilities, the best outcome, the worst outcome, and make a decision as to whether I think the best outcome, risking getting, you know, risking the bad in order to get the good is worth it. And, you know, uh, 
I, I'm hoping that well, I taught my children to think that way, which has kept them out of trouble for the most part. And uh, any major problems. And do I still make stupid mistakes? Of course. I'm human. That's one of the conditions of being human. We let things get in our way. We let things cloud our judgment. We don't think things through. You know, uh, we do stupid things. It's all part of being a human being. And, uh, you know, uh, what I want to say is we're coming to the end of the show tonight. I, uh, wishing, I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Uh, if you're Jewish, a Happy Hanukkah. You know, Diwali and all of the other festivals that are going on at this time of the year. I hope you enjoy your holidays. I hope you find it can spend it with your family and have a good time. And uh, Dee, would you like to wish the folks a happy holiday? Well, I would. I just am hoping that they will have a wonderful time with their families and their friends. Uh, that they really enjoy themselves together. Okay, and. You know, uh, I hope you people, I've, you know, I haven't heard my 10-second warning yet, so I guess I still have some more time. But try to, try, ah, I just got my 30-second warning. Okay, so now I can sum it up. Uh, I'm hoping that you all have a good week. It's not too hectic that you get to spend the week with family, that you get to have good things, that you're looking forward to, you know, the celebrations that we have. And uh, I'm hoping that you all have a nice weekend, that we'll, you'll be back to see us next Monday. And uh, I want to say good night. God bless y'all. You've been listening to Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. Contact Donna at D-L-U-H-R-S at Comcast.net or call 732-995-3969 for information about the Living Without Lies Foundation. You are not alone on the path to building a new life. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company. Spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.